0: Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty-eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com/slash-football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour
1: yourself a cold one. They
0: strike them, huh?
1: And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of the College Draft.
0: It is daddy soda time here on the college draft podcast presented today by our new awesome YouTube page youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL where you can see how chill how cool how slick how awesome my guy Matty Dubs Matt Waldman looks by the way I don't know how long we'll do it but maybe for the next couple weeks. Any new subscriber to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you're eligible to get a Cameo-style shout-out as a winner at the end of the week. So what does that mean? I told you guys before about Cameo. It's a place you can go to Cameo, and you can book. My rate is $25, and I do a video, whatever you want, anniversaries, fantasy football league, drafts, whatever you want. I do video shout outs, birthdays, whatever. Well, if you subscribe at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and it's free, of course, just like subscribing to a podcast, they're all free. Uh, it's kind of a weird word, right? Subscribe when it's free. At any rate, we will pick one at the end of the week, and then you can tell me what you want your shout out to be. I'll do the cameo on my phone. I'll make it a YouTube video. I'll send you the link. Boom. You've got a cool video for yourself or somebody else. So pretty darn cool. Almost as cool as my guy Matt Waldman from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio. At Matt Waldman on Twitter. And of course, MattWaldmanRSP.com. I tell you all the time, NFL teams buy his Rookie Scouting Portfolio. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Loving the podcast game. And I'm going to mention this too. I know there's a lot up in the air with college football. It doesn't really affect the college draft podcast that much. I mean, it does in the sense that we might not have new data or new videos to react to, but we're still going to go through each conference, each position in depth and get you ready for April's 2021 NFL draft. We just have to go off last year's video, if it so happens that there's not new video this year. We're getting into wide receivers today, Matt. Good to see you, as always. Uh, I should mention I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on the different media platforms, and at Ross Tucker Pod is where you can see the highlights to this show or any other show. Um, But, Matt, we're going to get into wide receivers today. Two weeks ago, we did quarterbacks for the 2021 NFL draft. Last week, we did running backs. And what I find interesting is last year, it was a quote-unquote historic draft for wide receivers, and there were a bunch of good ones, and the Alabama guys, and K.J. Hamler, and Jalen Rager, and, I mean, so many guys, right? Jordan Jefferson, and the list goes on and on, or Justin Jefferson which I, I get that wrong every time they're brothers. Um, but at any rate point is there were a lot of good receivers last year, but it sounds like Matt and even seeing all the guys you're hoping we can get to today. It sounds like it's another awesome wide receiver draft class coming up. It really
1: is. And I don't really want to compare that one from the last one yet. Cause there's so much more to watch, but just off the hoof. I mean, just watching three or four games from a lot of these guys already, it's definitely going to be a good one and you have a wide range of guys you know you've got the you got those tall split ends who who use their length really well you've got some excellent slot guys who are big and small open field players some guys who just do it all both in the return game as well as at two or three different roles on the field I mean it's a fun class
0: well let's dive into that fun class and let's start Uh, With LSU, I mean, they had a couple of receivers go last year, but the guy that probably stood out more than any of them when you watched LSU, especially in the college football playoff, was Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, many consider Chase to be the best prospect at the position right now, and he has some excellent moves at the line of scrimmage he can release against man coverage. He's sudden and violent with his feet and hands to work through those attempts to jam him. And when you see that in the SEC, that's impressive. His double swipe move might be his best move right now because he uses it with so much violence and he can set it up with pivots and stutters and hesitation footwork. And he stacks opponents, which is just a really nice skill to have that you need to have as a receiver in the NFL to really get in front of those guys, cut them off and control the route. Um, And that he does that a lot to earn separation. He attacks the ball at the earliest window, has the high point jump back and pull down techniques you want to be a force on targets that are above the rim. I'd like to see him do a little better job of obeying the ball, just turning up field where the ball is placed so he can be even more efficient as a runner. Right now, he kind of limits his potential after the catch um, as a result of not doing that. But he's fluid. As a route runner, he has some really strong double moves. His acceleration's good enough on its own to win deep without them, and he's skilled at using his stems to manipulate the leverage of a defender in a manner zone, and he'll challenge opponents late into thinking about that vertical route before he pulls a string and breaks inside or back to the quarterback. I think he can do a little more to pump his arms after the break and really drive through the break um, to get extra separation on the ball, but he has good weight drop for those sudden stops overall. He's a dangerous perimeter option who can play multiple positions and win all over the field.
0: I love it. Yeah, I mean, he was – we talked about him as it related to A.J. Wallace, right, in the national championship game and A.J. being a first-round pick. The next guy you have on the list uh, is a guy I saw in the U.S. Army Bowl a couple years ago, a few years ago, I guess at this point. Really slender but he is electric. Rondale Moore from Purdue.
1: Yeah, this guy, man, he's absolutely special in the open field. He has that great hip mobility to make defenders miss with the late changes of direction. He's the type of guy who can set up opponents with really efficient moves where he'll transition downhill or to the sideline and then back downhill. So like within the span of steps, he can make three different changes of direction While really moving efficiently, he's not being um, tentative at all with what he does. He has a plan with it. And because of the fact that he can make those wide changes of direction, he can make multiple men miss. And he has that low center of gravity and excellent strength for a 5'8", 180-pound guy. Um, He's going to draw some of those Steve Smith comparisons from people who were a little too – maybe a little too – I guess, eager to make that comparison. Um, but you can understand, you know, in terms of what he does at Purdue, he can make, he can attack defensive backs, run through collisions and wraps. You have to really hit him and wrap him as a defensive backer. He's going to carry you through contact. Um, and he excels with footwork off the line against tight coverage. He's going to give you those quick two steps or the hesitation move or the stick. And then he'll even change it up with a little bit of a double up where he takes two steps in the same direction with one foot and then kind of works in the opposite direction. And at the top of his stems, he has a devastating rocker step to cross over guys and the speed to win up the seam and boundary tracks the ball well over his head, over his shoulder. And, and when he has breaks that are straight breaks, I think he tracks the ball really well. When the breaks angled, I've seen some targets where I wonder if his tracking ability is a little bit of a problem where the ball may be, just a little bit off from where he expected it to be and he doesn't quite adjust. So I want to see a little bit more about that. Um, Digging out low throws seems to be a little problem for him as well. And I'd say I'm being a little picky on that because a lot of the throws I've seen weren't the greatest types of targets and they were hard to catch, but he had his hands in position to do it and just didn't make the play. Um, You know, I'd like to see him keep it stay on his feet when the ball arrives rather than unnecessarily leap. And he fights the ball at times more often than you'd like to see a lot of juggled passes that I'd like to see him clean up um within the coming year, but he has excellent potential as a slot option. I think he can do some work outside. I think he's what many people hope Tavon Austin might be in the NFL, but I still want to see a little more before I make that kind of call.
0: I, I can't believe this. It. It's hard to believe, Matt, but Alabama has a couple guys. Again, I mean, after all the conversation last year about Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and which one should go first, and they both went in the top 14 picks, now we have Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell. I mean, it's they are an absolute wide receiver factory right now. Who out of those two guys is the better pro prospect in your mind, Matt, between Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle?
1: Listen, I really liked Smith when I watched him last year, but I watched Waddle this weekend, and it's Waddle for me. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's always that 6'6, 280 pound dude with the nickname Tiny, you know, that kind of ironic name. To me, when you have this. A, he's the most electric receiver in college football right now, and his last name's Waddle. I mean, the guy's like a complete blur on the field. If you give him a runway to accelerate, he's going to outrun every defender on the field. And if you don't give him that runway, he has the change of direction quicks and the skill to layer moves that he eliminates pursuit angles, and he has the stamina to reaccelerate and then just get the quarter and at least lead to strong gains that other receivers would probably lose yards. And he's way more than a great return specialist or open field runner. I mean, this guy knows how to manipulate the leverage of opponents in his stems. He'll use his hands to work through coverage at the top of his stems and the breaks. And although his breaks can be maybe a little cleaner technically right now, when he's asked to drop and pop or drop and give the three steps to make that sudden stop, he does it very well. Um, He obeys the direction of the ball well. And he tracks the ball well over his shoulder and he possesses that boundary awareness. And not only does he drag his feet, but he has the advanced technique to even just adjust the angle of his front foot so that he can maximize the drag on the back foot and make sure that he gets both feet in bounds. He's conscientious about getting both feet in bounds in the college game right now at a level that I don't often see. And he embraces the fall. So he turns the ball away from the ground. And despite only being 5'10, 182. This this guy goes up and high points the ball against tight coverage with the confidence of a 6'4 receiver. He has great jump back technique, pull-down skills. I just love what he does in the slot. I'm looking forward to seeing him outside against press coverage just to see his potential as a perimeter guy. But, man, I mean, watching him against Auburn, I mean, Auburn, (laughs) he basically, he just was a buzzsaw through those guys. Smith, I mean, listen. He has the speed to win deep. He has reliable moves with his hands and feet to defeat tight man coverage at the line. I want to see a little bit more in terms of the range of routes that he runs um, to give him a little bit of a better grade as a route runner right now. But he's sudden. He understands how to manipulate coverage. He has a good, he's a good vertical route runner right now. Winning the ball isn't a problem for him either. Good tight coverage option. He does really well on fades despite his frame as well. And and he's a guy who can take contact. While he's not in Waddle's class in the open field, I mean, he's as good as most in, the, in college football right now, not named Waddle or Rondale Moore.
0: Got it. Awesome. I love it, Matt. I also hope we have college football because that's just one more thing that we can all bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook. It is a legitimate sportsbook based right here in the U.S. so you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure. They keep coming up, by the way, with these new promotions, which are awesome. If you place a pregame bet of at least $25 on your home team in baseball, so for me, that would be the Philadelphia Phillies. For every home run they hit in that game, you'll get $5 worth of free bets. Kind of cool, right? It gets you excited to watch. Come on, Bryce Harper. Have three home runs. Give me 15 extra bucks. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Just enter code ROSS when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. I'm glad you have this next guy up here on the list, Matt, even though it looks like he won't play this year. He had an unbelievable freshman season. And this is another one where he had a teammate that went with the first pick in the second round in T. Higgins. And yet, based on what I saw, I think this guy's better, and that's Justin Ross from Clemson.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned that he's going to miss a season because he had surgery to address what's uh, known as a congenital fusion of his neck and spine. And it was recently discovered after he had several stingers and and i think they you know they checked it out and realized that you know there was something that he was going to need to have addressed if he can return the field and uh, you know like he's been in the past past two years he's an excellent prospect he has a 6-4 frame that he uses really well to attack the ball in the air he's a quick twitch guy in his release game off the line he has multiple footwork moves gets off the line and pairs him with violent hand work. and while he extends for the ball well and can take some contact I want to see a little more evidence of him maintaining possession through contact and winning the those low thrown targets where he shows the mobility to dig out the ball but I haven't really seen him finish the drill with those targets He figures out how to finish runs downhill as well rather than try that one extra move. Because I think he's one of those guys that, you know, probably in high school, he could work his way around everyone and stop, start, and do all the kind of fancy stuff that a Rondale Moore could do. But now he's a little, you know, he's a taller, leaner guy in the ACC where that doesn't quite always work out for him. So I'd like to see him get a little bit more efficient with what he does after the catch but I really admire what he does as a route runner. He has great feel on scramble drills. He's at finding open space downfield. And because he's a ball winner, especially above the rim, Trevor Lawrence has confidence to consider the area above the reach of defensive backs as open space and Ross will win. He's a promising flanker who I think can do some work inside as well.
0: Yeah. It's i uh, I'll be very, very curious to see what they end up saying about his neck and what his prospects are moving forward. Because if you remember, Matt, he was unbelievable in the college football playoffs against Notre Dame and Alabama. And I just couldn't believe it because he's from Alabama. So like that, that is like, I mean, there's certain States where that just doesn't happen where a dude that awesome leaves the state of Alabama, goes to Clemson and then tears up Alabama as a true freshman yeah. In the national championship game, I mean that was unbelievable to me.
1: He's the AJ Green comparison that everyone was making of T Higgins, if you ask me. Um, but it, you know, because T Higgins to me is a, kind of a bigger, thicker dude who's a little bit more sturdy. Um, though not that AJ Green is a wilting, you know, violet by any you know stretch of the imagination. But but just in terms of body type and the way that they win the ball, it, it just and the route running it reminded you know. It was actually Ross that reminded me more of Green than actually T. Higgins.
0: All right, this next guy I've watched a couple times as well and impressed me. He, in fact, absolutely tore up Penn State, and that is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. I mean, Penn State would have had a one-loss season. They lost on the road to Minnesota, and Rashad Bateman was a big reason why.
1: Yeah, he's one of my favorites in this class. I mean, he's quick and physical enough at 6'2", 210 to force good man-to-man corners at the college level to play too physical with him. Um, He won't let an NFL prospect like Kendall Vildor, a guy we talked about last year, pin him to the boundary. He's going to fight back, get inside, and force that corner to (laughs) interfere with him. So he understands, you know, even when he's maybe taken advantage of early, he can fight back and gain position. He has a feel for beating high-low coverage with his stem work and his pacing, and he accelerates well enough to get separation. When he has a plan, he's really good at being able to defeat um, multiple points of coverage in a route. He has a wide catch radius with late hands, so he's one of those guys that's not going to tip off um, the target and tight coverage, and he has no fear to use that range over the middle. And he has that vision and ball security and precise transition and tight traffic where – He can avoid hits that just seem like it's inevitable that he's going to take a shot. And he could if he can improve his scramble drill work to the point where he gets a little better at reading coverage after his first route doesn't break open. I think he has a look of a really productive option. Maybe that kind of 1B who can be the primary guy for stretches. Think of guys like, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Marvin Jones, who are really good wide receivers in the NFL who may not necessarily be true primary guys, but certainly they can match up well against some top corners and win those matchups at times.
0: Next up, Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. Seems like they have a guy every year, every other year.
1: Yeah, and when this guy attacks the ball at the earliest window of arrival, he's as good as anybody. But when he waits, which is something he does a little too often, he doesn't exhibit the best technique to frame his hands. And he'll clap at the ball, which kind of leads to drops. Now, Cortland Sutton had that problem, and he still had it his first year in the NFL and started to get a little bit better at it. Um, And that leads to fighting the ball. Even Noah Fant is a good example of another Bronco who kind of claps on the ball a little bit. But when he can attack early and he has the right technique, you know, he's fine. He's used as a split end in this offense. He's he's physical for his frame, which is 6 feet, 185 pounds, especially away from the ball. He's willing to be a blocker. Um, He's willing to take it to defensive backs in the run game. Tends to rock a little bit too much off his back foot out of his stance, and I think that can tip off press coverage and the jam in the NFL a little bit more. So he's going to need to clean that up a little bit. But he has nice footwork with some one-step stretches and hesitations and hip shifts to set up releases, um, and he uses his hands well with, you know, sheds and throw-bys, but he can lean a little bit too much on his favorites and then the opponents attempt, anticipate him and ride him to the boundary. Um, but he can manipulate defenders. His brakes can be a little bit tighter. That would help out. Um, he's a good tracker of the football, leaps well to win it, and he's willing to, to make plays in the middle of the field as a route runner. If he, and he was very confident winning the ball. Um, and if he drops the ball, what I really like about him most is he's resilient. He doesn't go into a shell late in the games when he makes a mistake. And they come right back to him, and he makes plays. I like him a lot for that. and In that respect, I think he has growth potential.
0: SMU had a big-time offense last year. Uh, they had one receiver get drafted last year. He went later than I thought he would. It was, what, James Proche to the Ravens, like sixth yeah. round maybe. What about Reggie Roberson?
1: I think he's better, and I think I'm a, I'm a real fan. He's smooth. He consistently stacks opponents in the vertical game. He has a variety of, of movements to release from press, and he's really patient but sudden with those moves. Because you see a lot of guys who have a library of moves with their hands and feet, but it looks like they're doing math out there as opposed to like actually doing it fluidly and really suckering guys and defenders into um you know into one move and then executing really quickly with the other. He understands how to steal releases as well where when he's not the primary or secondary guy in the progression, he'll still use a move to kind of gauge intel against the defender so that he can set up future snaps. He he snaps off breaks. He has good weight drop to make sudden turns uh, on routes like the whip or pivot route. Um, he's a smooth boundary player and a good ball tracker. He adjusts to difficult placements of the ball. Um, I think he's good against tight coverage and hits as well, and he has a violent trigger step to avoid pursuit as a ball carrier. So that also applies well to his route running and his potential for harder breaks in the middle of the field and routes breaking back to him. I think this is a guy who can grow into a starter in the NFL.
0: Really looking forward to getting your thoughts on this next guy. Cause I did one of his games last year was thoroughly impressed. Uh, he is a big dude put together was an awesome high school basketball player. And that is Sage Surratt. From Wake Forest.
1: Yeah. And this guy definitely has a place and a role in the NFL. And it could be the type of thing where maybe the role's more limited than other receivers we've talked about, but the weight that he can carry in terms of the impact with that role can be really strong. He's listed at 6'2, 215. He looks bigger than that. He's a big, you know, big and muscular guy, long limbed. He wins the ball in tight traffic with excellent framing the football, he's got the jump back techniques and tracking of the target. He owns tight coverage targets in the middle of the field or at the boundary. um, He's he's a guy that any quarterback should have confidence targeting him as long as he has decent leverage or position um, as the receiver, as the quarterback decides to let that ball go. Contact doesn't bother him in the least. Um, I'd like to see him have a little bit more snap and violent to his releases and breaks. He's not an overly sudden guy, if you ask me, but he can cultivate a little bit more suddenness with his arm and hand movements and maybe his turns that can really help him out um, at the top of stems and also against releases, against press coverage. And if he can do that, I think that that can help him go a long way. I'd like to see him more as a big slot in the NFL especially kind of in red zone packages and against zone and off man coverage where he really thrives.
0: Yeah, he was. I mean, they had several good receivers, but watching him against first Utah State and then calling the game against Rice, I just remember thinking, this guy, this guy's got some tools, Some absolutely some tools. What about some guys, Matt, that aren't draft eligible, but caught your eye last year, as freshmen like david bell at purdue i think we talked a couple weeks ago with tracking football with brian about david bell
1: yeah i love this guy I uh, he's well built physical makes excellent adjustments to the football against tight coverage he's a top ball tracker with the confidence to win targets that a lot of receivers don't he reminds me a little larry fitzgerald in that sense um really you know i mean some some of the catches he makes and throws his body around are really impressive in, in in those in those ways, in the ways that he tracks it, quick, strong, works through contact after the catch. He carried Purdue's passing game as a freshman after Rondell Moore got hurt, and I love what I've seen.
0: Chris Olave at Ohio State—they had several receivers last year, but Olave still had a really nice year. Yeah,
1: he's a pretty sudden route runner, um, skill and zone to to make room in traffic, and 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 just has a good feel for. How to work back to the ball or create space after his break in zone coverage, as well as um, be able to make some nice breaks in man coverage. He has speed to stretch the seam, um, boundary awareness to drag his feet. He's he's kind of a thinly built receiver right now, technically savvy for his age, um, manipulates the leverage of coverage, working with you know into the blind spot and then using different moves like look ins and hip shifts to be able to make those breaks. I'm looking forward to seeing his continued development. I think he could be a little bit more active with how he frames the football so that he's catching the ball away from um, his, his frame as opposed to letting the ball into his body. But, I mean, again, for a freshman, he had a great year.
0: Finally, Matt, what about George Pickens from Georgia?
1: Yeah, this guy, I mean, big and strong fast freshman, wins the ball in tight coverage like he's Carl Pickens. I mean, if you remember Carl Pickens, who was a lot slower than George Pickens, but Carl Pickens was dominant at the catch point, and George Pickens has that. He extends and snares the ball like that thing's half the size of what it really is. I mean, he can make the catch and then just kind of keep it away from the defender while he's making adjustments to his frame that you you just wonder, like he's carrying that ball like he's snatching a toy away from a little kid. Um once the ball gets into his mitts you, you know he has you know some strength but really the big thing about him is just ridiculous catch radius with moments of range that he looks like a Hoover vacuum for targets when they're like thrown behind him or um away from his frame he's acrobatic um and he's someone that just uh, knows how to avoid landing on the ball even on like those full extension you know vertical routes where you know, I'm I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of guys who from way back in the '70s, you know, like John Jefferson or, um, you know, Kel, you know, or Wes Chandler who could like fully lay out for a ball and and not land on it. You know, he he'll do flips landing, you know, to avoid landing on the ball. Um, really good against tight coverage; just doesn't phase him. Has enough deep speed. Um, he's got. He's he may not be the technically the best of the bunch. But he's a wow player when you watch him athletically.
0: You got to check him out on Twitter like I do, at Matt Waldman. I'm at Ross Tucker. NFL, you guys know each and every week we have a spread the word contest. So all you have to do is retweet me or Matt when Matt posts the pod or at Ross Tucker pod. Hopefully you're already following that on Twitter and Instagram. When I mentioned earlier the YouTube shout outs that you can get, all you have to do is subscribe. So you can see how cool Matt looks at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. That'll do it for a college draft podcast here. Excellent stuff with the wide receivers. Got a little surprise for you next week. That's all I'm going to tell you is a little surprise. I think you're going to like, other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out.